Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on your commute, out on a hot girl walk, or curled up on your sofa, open your mind and get ready to feel those good vibes. Hey guys, welcome back to the Good Vibes Club. As we know, this season I'm bringing you some new topics and we're bringing some guests who can share their knowledge and experience on areas that I may be not so well versed in. So for this episode, I wanted to bring on the lovely Paige to talk all about living your best life when you live with chronic illness. So a few of you have actually asked for episodes discussing chronic illness and obviously I don't really have any expertise in this, so I've brought on the best person I knew for the job <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully you guys love this one. Um, but bear in mind, neither of us are experts. Every illness and situation is different, so please don't take what we're saying as gospel because we're not doctors we're not psychologists we're not trained in anything we're just giving you some real life experience so welcome to the stage Paige hey thanks for having me (laughs) so fun fact this is Paige guys um I will leave all her handles and stuff down below if you want to check her out um but we've actually known each other for a long time like almost a decade long time it surely is about a decade yeah I, I feel like I followed you before Instagram was even like big it was like the Twitter yeah. days it was a long <laughs> That's time <crazy. laughs> well you think yep. so I first moved to London in 2015 and we mm. were hanging out a lot then and well that was like I moved the same year yeah oh, I moved yeah. the same year so I feel like that's why we kind of bonded because we both Man, kind of changed it? our lives at the same time yeah like these new little influencers like running around the city <laughs> going to events together and all of that fun stuff so yeah we've experienced it all <laughs> seems like so long ago doesn't it it does but then actually we didn't speak for a while and I feel like as soon as we connected it was like nothing's changed it's still the same yeah. Jess super cute <laughs> <laughs> we're still the same but this is actually yeah. one thing I talked about in an episode that's coming and me and Tash were talking about like long-term friendships and how like sometimes mm. actually like having time away from each other you end up actually having your friendship back and it ends up being better because you yeah because you go through a bit of life experiences and then you rekindle and it's just nice I think sometimes it's just organic isn't it and it's healthy I feel like you're gonna bloody love Paige um and if you don't already know her some of my like OG people I feel like you will because Paige is the little redhead that I used to run around London with um but she's an absolute (laughs) ray of sunshine and I think that she had just had to come on um so do you want to introduce yourself or do you want me to give you a little background I can do a little introduction go for it sell yourself tell us where to find you (laughs) so you might find well you not you might you will find me on yeah you will find me (laughs) on all of the socials under page joanna that is my first and middle name and I kind of specialise in crafts and sewing content. So I kind of honed in on my crafts and my sewing and niched myself a little bit more in 2019. Before that, as if people have followed Jess for a long time, um, they might remember um, us both doing a mixture of sort of fashion, lifestyle, beauty. And I now focus mainly on sewing and crafting. And I would say I'm a craft connoisseur so <laughs> I do a lot of different crafts different multi crafts um, including like cricket and uh, upcycling projects and that kind of thing I have a YouTube channel Instagram and I also have a website where I sell kind of haberdashery sewing labels and buttons and that kind of thing so I'm known more now in like the sewing community uh, but I've also always had an element of lifestyle to my content and realism and it's a big passion of mine to always keep things very sort of realistic, positive and kind of 
talk about my life online as well as all of the kind of creative stuff as well which is quite a good way to do it I think because like yeah. it's all very well having like an account but then if you add the personality I think it's always so much nicer yeah just and also I, I love connecting with people online it's been sort of the driving force of why I do this for so long uh, yeah. because I love being able to meet like-minded people and I think unless you're sort of putting yourself out there and being vulnerable sometimes then um, you don't connect in quite the same way so yeah that's always been my kind of core foundation is to be very real online and that obviously includes talking about my health problems and my illnesses and and that kind of thing so I think for people that have followed me for a long time they'll know that I've been sort of through the ups and downs of different health conditions yeah. um but I've also got that side where I love crafting and sewing and that's kind of my joy so uh yeah it's just really important to me to be very re- realistic online but yeah that's that's kind of what I do in a nutshell I create content you know sewing up garments and sewing patterns and uh doing sort of craft tutorials and that kind of thing so it's really fun and I'm very lucky to call that my job <laughs> very very good at it as well just to add. <laughs> if you want to check you. Paige out honestly I recommend like I so I actually did fashion design at uni so I know how to use a sewing machine ish like I used to but I said to Paige mm-hmm. before like I actually want to buy a sewing machine again because she makes me want to sew you so like I want to like pick up a sewing machine oh not literally but like pick up a sewing machine and like start making some patterns so if you want to check out some really cool handmade clothes check out Paige because she makes a lot of her own oh, clothes and they're all really cool and you do other bits as well don't you like DIY yeah. and other things yeah so my well my aim is to make sort of crafting and sewing accessible for anyone whether you're a beginner or you're advanced um, it's just being able to create like a fun space online that people can actually step into if they've not got a hobby and they want to actually start something and you know a lot of it was sort of building through the c word which I won't bring it up but um, (laughs) during that time that's when a lot of people were getting into hobbies and my kind of content thrives because of that and you know post that time I still am very passionate about making sure people have like a creative outlet and obviously we'll touch on this a little bit more but I feel like that's been a really positive part of my life especially with some of the health problems I've had um, and kind of crafting creativity all of that kind of stuff has been such a light in my life so it's it's one of my driving forces and why I'm so passionate about sharing that with others nice I love it I think it's one of those things as well that you were just meant to do like it almost gives you something to just yeah it's in your DNA it's what you're meant to be doing and I think where you have got like the health stuff that can bring you down quite a bit which we'll talk on more in a minute obviously because that's what the episode's about Mm. but I feel like it kind of gives you almost like an escapism as well you know how like some people read some people do I can't think of other examples but like it's your like escapism that you've turned into a hobby and a job and like it now is literally part of your life as well as being such a help yeah some therapists have said it's a coping mechanism so there we go (laughs) but I mean apparently mine's humor (laughs) yeah well there you go I feel like sometimes you know it's actually okay to accept that 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 is that's what it is um but yeah, it's definitely a positive thing for me. And why I kind of love sort of pushing it in people's faces. Because <laughs> I'm like, try crafting, get a hobby, you know. <laughs> Before we get into everything properly, do you want to give me your good vibe of the week? Okay, my good vibe of the week. And this is so kooky, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I have a nearly two-year-old. Who is adorable. And I just got her... <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's called Willow and she's just such a ray of sunshine. I love her so much. Um, I just 
got someone to make her a little crochet doll of this character called Goo Goo from a YouTube series. And I gave it to her this morning and she has literally been laughing like at it because she loves it so much. And we were playing with it earlier. And, you know, you just have those moments where you take a snapshot in your brain of like a moment. I had that earlier because we were sort of like goofing around playing with it. And she just laughed so much. And one, you know, I got that kind of satisfaction of ordering it from someone who's a small independent yeah. crafter. But also just seeing like how much joy it brought to Willow. <laughs> it's just like the best thing ever. And it also just like her weird meets my weird. So it's just kind of one of those like things. And that, I'd say that's probably my good vibe of the week because, yeah, other than that, it's just been a sweaty oh, mess dope. of a week, hasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I, that's my good vibe. Little Willow. Little Willow smiling and away. <laughs> yeah, and a Google Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> no, if if you don't have a child, or you don't know what we're talking about. Just go on YouTube and put in Goo Goo Gaga, and you'll see. I feel like I need to go look up Goo Goo Gaga to know what this is, oh and then God. pray for my YouTube it's search history. It's been a lifesaver because she loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, it will be on your subscriptions page. My recommended videos. Yeah, yeah. Your recommended videos. It's going to go from like fashion hauls to being like two-year-old videos. I'll be like, oh, lovely. James is going to wonder what earth's going on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but she loves it and it keeps oh, bless her happy. Her. <laughs> Should we get into the nitty gritty? Ready? Mm-hmm. This is actually Paige's yeah. idea of a topic, by the way, guys. So I feel like I'm going to let her take the reins a lot with this episode because you know so much about the subject. It's about you. <laughs> and I just want to give you free Aww. reign to just chat away. So do you want to give us a bit of backstory into your health history? Like as much or as little as you want to. Obviously, don't feel mm-hmm. pressure to say too much if you don't want to. Um, but just as much backstory as you want to give. Yeah, sure. So I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to my health history. And I've done many blog posts and YouTube videos and stuff all about this topic. And I should probably start sort of at the beginning of what the chronic health conditions I actually have are. Um, So I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 13 years old. So we're talking quite a long time ago. And in now. the middle of your teen years, <laughs> more than as well. half my life. Yeah, exactly. And at that time, I didn't really know what Crohn's disease was. And it was kind of a couple of years prior to that, I was uh, struggling with like physical health and I was starting to get symptoms, and doctors weren't really sure what it was. Um, and then I obviously got the diagnosis, and it kind of was a relief in a sense. And I think at that age, it's you kind of don't really understand what it is to have like a long-term health condition. It was just kind of a relief at that stage to have a name to the condition that I've been struggling with. And yeah, just kind of obviously had to get through school whilst also dealing with a lot of like physical health problems. And again, didn't really realise the impact it would have on my life at that stage. Um, And then sort of cutting to sort of now in 2018 I was diagnosed with arthritis so they're both an autoimmune condition and they stem from your immune system being overactive in certain areas of your body and that causes inflammation so in my case it was inflammation in the bowel and then obviously now later on in my life it's been inflammation in my joints which is why I've now been diagnosed also with arthritis um obviously there's a lot of backstory in terms of like times I've been in hospital and 
all of that kind of stuff that comes with having an illness um, and times where I've been physically unwell and it's affected my mobility and then there's also been times where it's affected like my mental yeah. well-being um, especially when you're sort of living with pain and you have kind of long periods of pain that can be where it starts to affect you mentally and um, you know trying new medications and the different side effects and just the impact it has on your body but then also your brain so uh, yeah I've had sort of different stages of my life whether it be um, flare-ups and remission so if anyone's watching this that doesn't have a chronic illness the way both Crohn's and arthritis works is the condition can flare up so it means that for some reason there can be a trigger whether that's environmental diet just something that will set it off yeah and my immune system sort of then goes into overdrive and it causes inflammation in the body so it you know can be treated with different medications and that kind of thing but um sometimes it's it's kind of led to hospitalization and and that kind of thing as well and um, so obviously there's been a lot of peaks and troughs in my life in terms of <laughs> physical and mental well-being so yeah it's, it's kind of been a bit of a roller coaster but obviously I'm 32 now and I've had many years of this illness and I've had also many years of remission and I've kind of dealt with a lot of physical but then also mental impacts of it and I think yeah. from my learnings and the different things that I've done mentally I've been able to kind of still find this like drive within myself to you know have a good life and a positive life and not let these chronic illnesses set me back and yeah and you know not allow me to reach my goals and what I visualize for my life so that's kind of where I've got to and I think that's why you know I wanted to talk about this with you today on the podcast and kind of talk about how I've been able to make positive changes in my life or uh, do the things that I want to do despite having these kind of serious health problems you know so yeah um, it's definitely it's definitely doable obviously it depends on everyone's health and every condition is so different and every person yeah. deals with it differently so obviously this is my journey and what I've done to sort of still have the good vibes in my life <laughs> and you know it's kind of been a journey and there has been highs and lows and I think it's okay to talk about that when you've got chronic health problems it's okay to talk about the lows as well as the good times and how you get through it and stuff like that it's all a part of my journey and obviously other people's journey that also have to experience like chronic conditions you find it quite hard because you get obviously like you mentioned with the flare-ups you could have a period of time where you're mm. so good for so long and you feel really good and you feel like you can just do anything but then suddenly out of nowhere you'll mm -hmm. have like a really big low so do you find it quite hard when you kind of hit that yeah. point where it almost just takes a downturn and you have to like really try and make yourself feel good if you know what I mean so not like feel better because obviously you can't yeah. fix things oh, overnight like make yourself feel more positive and like happier and just kind of mm. do you know what I mean mm. so you like kind of putting yourself it, in a better head oh no I, I totally <laughs> that that question in itself is probably the biggest battleground that people mm -hmm. have chronic health problems face and me personally um, I find it really really difficult with the conditions that I have because one day I could be absolutely fine have you know dancing away in Ibiza and this is based on true events <laughs> and then the next minute I'm at home throwing up all night and I you know I end up having this huge flare up back on steroids for a few months and it's kind of a really jarring 
situation and it doesn't matter how many years you have a chronic health problem if you experience a period of remission and wellness and then you have a sudden flare-up it can honestly take you it can take you massively off track and it can kind of be like a blow to the stomach and you kind of feel yeah. um you, you just feel like oh god not again and, and it, it's really difficult to shake off that feeling of like why me and get into that kind of self-loathing but uh you know there is a way of dealing with it and it is hard and sometimes you do you do need to wallow in it a little bit but then it's in my nature I guess to kind of always fight back and there's been times where I've been like really down because of flare-ups and and you know I'll I'll give you guys an example now and I don't mind going into details but um, I was trying to conceive for over a year and a half and I was in remission it was a really good time like all my doctors were like yeah this is your time to have a baby like if you're gonna do it now you know now's a good time and about a year and a half in I experienced a really, really random flare up. I was eating vegan food and I was stuffing my face. I just had like these really sudden like pains in my stomach. And one thing led to another and I ended up in hospital for over a week and back on, you know, serious medications again. And like, it's just that, that kind of is the condition in a nutshell. You cannot plan for it. And it was kind of a huge eye opener for me at that point because I really mentally struggled. This was a few years ago now, and I really mentally mentally struggled with that flare up in particular because one, I was experiencing like really good health for the first time in, in a long time, and I was doing really well. It just took me so off guard, and you know, obviously things worked out fine. Um, a few months into this flare up, I was doing better. I was on medications, and I fell pregnant, and it all kind of just Aww. happened. Yeah, it all just kind of just happened, and I. I'm a real believer in like the universe and the plan that we have and uh, and that kind of thing. And I think that's a big reason why I was able to get out of that kind of slump. And I'm a very yeah. kind of spiritual person as well, which I know isn't for everybody, but I really had to take myself back to basics, if you like. When that happened, I was in hospital and I just felt like, it sounds really like obviously gloomy for this podcast, but obviously no, I can go for it, chat about ending. it. <laughs> Yeah, I just, you know, there were times where I felt the lowest of lows and I felt like, you know, why me? Why now? Why am I ill? Like, you know, we've been trying for so long. I'm never going to get it and all this stuff. And I had a lot of these toxic things come into my brain, which can happen with a flare up, you know, things like uh, I'm never going to have a baby. Um, I'm never going to feel better again. And And it's really hard when you're experiencing pain of that sort of severity to shake that off and the way I dealt with it at that point was I said I kind of had to say to myself and I've done this a few times in my life I had to be like enough is enough you know you're experiencing this condition you're having a flare-up and that's not your fault it's not in your control and the way I've always dealt with the sudden flare-ups is to just take things back to basics stop setting you know too much or too many expectations on my shoulders and look after myself and and kind of you know a big part of that is to think to remember that rest is productive the the more you rest and the more you look after yourself in these kind of moments yeah the more you look after yourself physically and mentally in those moments the 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 quicker you're going to recover and I know some people that have conditions like fibromyalgia and 
and other things you know there isn't necessarily a recovery I'm quite lucky in the sense that I can get over a flare-up but I know some people can't um, but for me personally rest is very productive and I've learned that about myself like I need to listen to my body I need to take things back to basics I need to stop setting myself too much to do and you and just your remember lists. that I, yeah literally I'm a sucker for them but <laughs> It's when I'm poorly, I get in my head and I think, oh, I'm not, I'm not achieving anything. It's like that fear, isn't it, of like not being productive enough? Yeah. Like everyone's going, like carrying on, and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't carry on the way I used to carry on, and I can't, like, do, yeah. I want to do this, but I can't do this, and it's almost like the frustration because you know that you can normally, but like in that moment, you just can't, right? For sure, and I think for me, that's that sort of explains it in a nutshell. Um, you <laughs> kind of have the outside world still still continues, and you you feel like you're being held back by this um, thing that's not in your control, and uh, that's something I've had to learn to deal with. But you know, with the last flare up that I had that at that particular time, I did actually go back to a therapist, and I knew enough was enough. I had to focus on my mental well being. I couldn't fall pregnant at that time because not only was I physically unwell, but I was mentally unwell because of it. And yeah. so, you know, I went and saw a therapist. I started journaling again and I, I, I got my toolkit of things that I knew worked for me and I kind of really stuck, stuck onto them and I nurtured those things and I took that time aside because it, you know, it is, it is a, t- uh, I don't know what the word is, but it it does take a little bit of time and dedication to make yourself better in a mental way. You know, like you have to find what works for you, which can take years. And for some people, for me, it did. And then you've got that toolkit behind you. So then when these things happen, you can make yourself better. And I really had to at that point. That was kind of the last flare up that I had was like, right, enough is enough. <laughs> right. get You know, you've got this toolkit there. You need to use it. So you know, the journaling, the, the the therapy and that kind of that kind of helped me get out of, you know, a slump. And one of the sayings that I love saying is, um, you know, it's OK to sort of dwell and wallow a little bit, but don't unpack there. And yeah. that's kind of helped me because there's been times in my life where I've had experienced kind of like a form of depression where I think I have unpacked in that in that mindset of negativity and, and feeling down because I'm in so much pain and it doesn't help me it doesn't get me anywhere and um so now I just try and remember that when I'm going through these um periods of like ill health where I remind myself like it's okay to have days where you want to cry and you want to get it out and that's healthy but just so try not to unpack to there and yeah it's it's hard because when you experience pain it's it's not it's nothing like it and you know it can be very mentally draining but I think it's it, there's ways of finding a relief and for me going back to what we said at the start is finding those things that you can control and the things that you can do when you are in bed and you're not very well things like the hobbies and finding something that brings you small snippets of joy you know and that's kind of what's helped me stay positive and give me that sense of purpose when my body or my mental health isn't that great at that time so yeah, I found crafting and sewing and those kind of things have always been my kind of lifeline, if you like. But I know that's obviously not the same case for everyone. But I think it's just important for me personally and just to share this with others is that 
you can find something that can bring you a small snippet of joy and that you can you can clutch onto so that when you are well you know you can really be grateful and appreciate your wellness when you've got it sort of thing I think as well for anyone listening who is maybe currently in that kind of down of life where they are in the middle of like a really bad health episode I think as you're listening as Paige is saying this like you're probably going to be thinking of something maybe not but maybe something that you're like oh yeah I actually really miss like reading a book or maybe you like knitting or puzzles or whatever it is mm-hmm. like there'll probably be a something in your head that you're thinking of and you're like oh yeah yeah and literally there's so many things but like that could be the thing that mm. triggers in your head and you're like oh yeah like maybe I should try that and it might help but yeah definitely I think um you know there's a few things that I noted down is just like being able to lean on the people you love and ask for help when you need it as well because a lot of people don't do that and I think that's kind of the first step to feeling more like positive and feeling like you can carry on during these hard times because a lot of us and knowing you're not a burden burden. as well yeah oh my god you just read my mind yeah (laughs) literally that (laughs) having that support system is so important when you've got you know chronic health problems and you kind of need that um but then also obviously finding the snippets of joy um using your toolkit and really if you don't have your toolkit and you're sat there and thinking i don't know what mine is i don't know what works for me then it, it can be a bit of a process to find those things. Um, Trial and you know, error. I've tried CBT. Yeah, I've tried CBT. I've tried medication. I've tried therapy. I've tried meditation, um, uh, mindfulness courses. And I found what works for me. And my, the thing that works for me is spirituality and mindfulness. But that's obviously not going to work for everyone. But yeah, you need to find what your toolkit is if you haven't done that yet. And then once you've got that, just being able to lean on it a little bit when you do need it sort of thing. Um, I think that's kind of what's helped me keep a positive life. This is a paid partnership with BetterHelp. Are you trying to live your best life but just feel like you need a little bit of guidance to fully reach your potential? Well, that used to be me too and I want to share a little secret of mine with you. Last summer I felt like I needed a bit of extra guidance in my life and really struggled to find a therapist online because there's so many to search through and it's a little bit daunting when the day to pace seems endless but that's where I found BetterHelp and they made things so much easier. BetterHelp is a platform that connects you with a fully trained and personally selected therapist through a series of questions to understand exactly what you need. Their mission is to make therapy more accessible, which is so important because finding a therapist can not only be really challenging, but you're also limited to just a therapist in your area. Once you've accepted your therapist, you can then choose dates and times which suit you best for your sessions, whether that's a phone call, video chat, or even messaging through the app because therapy should work for you and your needs. I particularly like the journal feature on the app because it means if I have something going on throughout the week, I can write my thoughts down so I can discuss it with my therapist in the next session. And I have the memory of a goldfish. So this really, really helps me if there's something on my mind. And then as soon as I'm asked the question of what do you want to talk about this week, I seem to just fall short. (laughs) But the best part of the app, if you don't get on with your therapist, then it's super easy to switch to someone new without it being awkward because you're not going to get on with everyone. And it's nice to know that your option is there to change too. And another great thing is that as a Good Vibes girly, you can get 10% of your first month of BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash good vibes. That's betterhelp.com forward slash good vibes because everybody deserves a great therapist if you want one, of course. I've popped the discount in the show notes for you if you did want to give it a try and hopefully you can find your perfect therapist while saving a little bit of money in the process. You're welcome. I think like you said, like knowing that it's okay to not know yet 
like if you're at the beginning of a diagnosis mm-hmm. or maybe you're a few years in but you just don't know like you said you took a while to realize what your toolkit was and I think even like even just with like mental health as well I think so like if people have like depressive episodes or anything like just having that like just the trial and error of like try it see if you like it if you don't doesn't matter Mm -hmm. move on and find something else and like eventually you will find like you said the little toolkit of things that you're like okay I know in this little box I've got 10 little things that I can use that will make me feel really good but those 10 things look different to everyone the same as like we all like different foods and we all like different everything like it's just finding what works for you as a person I think isn't it yeah a hundred percent and sometimes it it takes a bit of a journey to get there but once you've got it um I think especially when you've got a chronic illness as well in order to sort of get back on track with like your positivity and and your kind of uh you know sort of I don't know like a better way of thinking during such a difficult time is just to lean on those things lean on the people lean on the toolkit and all that kind of stuff and then I think once you're well, it also teaches you gratitude for being well. I think a lot yeah. of us don't sort of feel the same gratitude for our health and our wellness. And so you kind of live life and you don't really realise until you're unwell how, you know, you're not grateful for your health. And um, so I think the one thing that I've really learned having the chronic illness is that when I'm well, I'm really like, really grateful for it and I'm holding on to it for dear life because I just know how fragile it can be so I try and make the most of every day and it's it's what has given me like such a drive to sort of do the things that I want to do in life and not let it hold me back because I I just really like clutch onto the good times <laughs> and like when I am well like I try and like do as much as I can it's funny isn't it because I think what you would probably once have said was like the worst thing ever being like oh my god I've got this diagnosis Mm. like my life has changed everything's different like almost because I guess as a teenager you're almost more annoyed because you're like why am I different like why me why has it happened but actually Mm. you've managed to turn it into such a positive because now you appreciate life so much more because of these things rather than like letting them hold you back from anything I know from being your friend you haven't always been like as kind to your body and your Crohn's and everything like you did used to kind of not like it and it used to affect you quite a lot obviously it probably still does but you've learned how to overcome it a lot but do you feel like Mm. now obviously Mm. we know you see it a lot differently but how did you come to like the realization of like actually like was there like an aha moment like you said with the hospital thing where you just thought like I can't let this affect me anymore yeah. like pre that like back in the day before like 2018 when you were getting pregnant and stuff like did you have a time where you were like why am I just mm. sitting in this and just being so annoyed at everything like I need to see a good in this yeah 100% I think that's why um I told the story about my most recent flare-up and it was 2020 actually and um that one hit home for me because Prior to that, in 2018, I went through a, quite a shocking life experience. I had, um, I was in Ibiza and had um, oh God, a yeah. kind of, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, yeah, I had a home invasion when I was on a hen party and I suffered really bad PTSD from that. And then because of my mental illness that suffered from that, I also had a flare up of my Crohn's. And at that time, it was just like such a chaotic experience that, I kind of knew I needed something um, and thankfully at the time my doctors um, suggested this kind of mindfulness course it was a 12-week course and it was specialized for people that had chronic health problems and um, at the time I lived in Wandsworth and it was part of the um, Tooting Borough Council 
and I was just so grateful for that experience because those 12 weeks I just had so many like aha moments like you called it where (laughs) I just knew that I'd found my toolkit I found it and mindfulness and spirituality and meditation and all those things were like the things that just fit for me and I think in terms of my relationship with my body it's still a journey like I still find it sometimes really difficult when I have a bad day of my pain yeah. um it is a, it is a journey and obviously going back to the 2020 flare-up when I was trying for a baby it was another another experience where I was like oh why me like why am I falling pregnant when everyone around me seems to be just like clicking their fingers and getting pregnant <laughs> at the drop of the hat and I couldn't I couldn't shake that. You always notice more people as well. 100%. And I couldn't shake that. Like as soon as you're trying to get pregnant, you notice everyone getting pregnant. Mm. Yeah, literally. And I, it took me a while to, um, to sort of think like, okay, I need help now because it mentally it was affecting me again. And it's, it, there's going to be peaks and troughs when you live with an illness, when you live with mental health problems, like anyone, it's not just chronic illness. I think you can really work on yourself for a long time and get to a place where you're like, ah, I feel really great about myself. I love my body, but it can hit you again. And that's why, you know, um, I was glad that I found the meditation and that kind of stuff, because when it happened to me in 2020, I knew what I needed to do. But yeah, the, the kind of, uh, relationship I have with my body has definitely been an ongoing one and it still is you know I had a c-section with Willow and two years nearly two years down the line I still am finding my relationship with my body is so up and down and I know it's given me life it's given me um you know Willow it's healed and this is the thing that the therapist told me and something that will stay with me is like every single time that I was unwell who was the thing or what was the thing that healed you? And it's my body. (laughs) So I had this, obviously this relationship with my body that I hated it, but actually think back on all those times where you were able to heal and you were able to get better and, you know, actually be thankful for your body for being able to do that. So I I really try and like lean on that now. Um, And I think that was kind of the change in me um, and my mindset was being able to see it in that way rather than like focusing on the, oh, you know, the why is me kind of aspect. I have a question as well. So your mindfulness mm. course, you obviously got through the doctor. So would mm. you say that's something other people could maybe ask their doctor to be recommended for? Yeah, I think it's... De- if there's someone listening who's maybe loving the idea. Yeah, I think, to be honest, it depends on your postcode, if it's a, a, something available. But if it's for not sure. on the NHS, then maybe look up private meditation courses or mindfulness courses. Mine was called Mindfulness. Um, it was a whole course on that, but obviously meditation was a part of that. Um, but I would definitely look up a local uh, local place that does meditation therapy or kind of mindfulness training or something of that kind of thing because for me it was life-changing I love that though because I think the fact that they recommended you that and it almost came at like the right time as well because mm. you needed it and then they were like almost without knowing they're like here's a toolkit that we can give you that actually yeah. is going to change your life and they didn't even really know that it was going to yeah no it's, it's crazy rather than just giving you like more medication or like whatever <laughs> I, I remember this one session it was about six or seven weeks into the t- the training I just like broke down in tears and uh, we were watching this video about Buddha and it was all about like li- the beauty of life and it was this montage video of like all these beautiful moments in life and I just I just started sobbing and the woman was like okay let's do some <laughs> let's do a body scan you know and I just wanted to say to them, no, these tears are good tears. Like, this is good. It was like a relief for me, you know? 
um but she was just like let's let's all do a like a good moment of like oh <laughs> yeah literally, it was a relief that washed over me and I just felt such a kind of oh thank you I finally got it you know it was kind of like that that kind of moment <laughs> it's so nice though because I think where like this is part of the reason I thought you'd be a great guest and obviously when you mentioned this episode because I think you have like really turned it around. And I think Crohn's is something that not many people really mm. understand, but like knowing you and knowing other people that have it, it's such a hard thing to deal with because it is so up and down. There's so many parts of it. It's so diverse in terms of like, you could have three people with the same thing, but it's so vastly different. And it's not that yeah. widely, like I feel like a lot of people know about it, but it's not that widely known about. And you've literally turned no. it around mm. and like started this, business which is from your passion and like you're literally living your best life at the moment and you've got all these amazing things yeah. and it's because you started to kind of believe in yourself and just know that the bad days aren't always the be all and end all and that Making is always me right at the end of the <laughs> thank god we can't yeah, see each other <laughs> I know the camera's on me though I just yeah it's an emotional thing though because like when you say like I've turned it around and you're able to see that it just it does mean a lot to me because I know there's been many times in my life where I have sort of like got into the shadows almost like that sounds really emo but um it is difficult when you've got a chronic illness to kind of just continue and like live life but um you know there's always peaks and troughs but I think yeah once you get that eureka moment where you find something that works for you you can have you can live your best life you can have good vibe energy because you've got what you need you've got the toolkit you've got the support system you know you've got everything that you need in order to do that despite the chronic illness and I think one of the best things you've said as well is learning to lean on other people because everyone is so guilty of always thinking they're a burden Mm. like even regardless of like illness or anything we're all so bad at asking for help and I think it's so important to know that like actually if you think about like your friendship group now or your husband or your wife or your whatever I guarantee that you probably have thought, oh my God, I'm such a burden to that person. But then as soon as they've said they felt a burden to you, you're like, of course you're not a burden. Why would you ever think you're a burden? Like you're absolutely not a burden. Because I think we all just worry, don't we, about Mm. like laying our stuff on someone else. But actually sometimes it is really good to do that because you need it. And if you do maybe feel like, Mm -hmm. this is one thing me and my friends adopted like a couple of years ago, but sometimes what we'll do is like if you do really need to like vent for whatever reason whatever it's about whether it's like an argument you've had or you feel really rubbish or anything just having that kind of starter of a conversation to be like am I okay to talk about this right now and then it kind of lets them say yes or no like if they're in a bad headspace and maybe can't give you the advice that they want to give you because they're struggling at something else like it almost just gives that open conversation Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean so you can be like I really want to listen but right now I just can't take it on like can we talk about it do you know what I mean yeah that sounds kind of harsh the way I've said it at the end but like just oh, kind yeah. of offering up in, in... no no I've had to do that as well in my life where I've had to yeah I've had to tell people that my cup's full and I can't take on anymore at the moment and when people love you and care about you they'll understand 100%. and they'll still be there at the end you know um so yeah I think that's it's important to lean on others but also if someone tries to lean on you and you you can't um, help them at that point it's also okay to say like I'm really sorry you know my cup's full but I am still here for you I'll be here for you you know when I can sort of thing what do you think as obviously you've had to go through the whole like learning how to ask for help and talk to people how would you say is best to approach it if someone is maybe listening that thinks I really want to talk to people but I just don't know how like how would you say is best to go about it to bring it up to someone who maybe 
doesn't have the same chronic illness maybe doesn't understand maybe needs a, mm. do you know what I mean so like if say for oh, example yeah. you were reaching out to me and I don't really I don't have Crohn's I don't have anything similar so I can't relate to you because I don't know how it feels but obviously you mm. want to be there for that person so how would you say they maybe approach it to have the conversation from both sides I guess yeah so I would say there's been times in my life where I've had to sort of put a message out in my group chat and my family group chat for example and say guys I'm really struggling at the moment and just be a little bit vulnerable and I've had to be like you know I'm struggling at the moment I can't be as supportive as I would like to be as you kind of you know the things that you want for me I'm not able to do that for you right now um but I'm, you know, I love you. I care about you, but I just need a little bit of time. And then alternatively, if you're asking for help, you can say to someone who doesn't really understand, just be like, um, I know you, I know my illness is not, is invisible and you can't see it, but I am really struggling right now. And I need your help. I need, I need you to help me, whether it be with physical stuff or it could be, um, you know, mentally just like sharing a little bit more affection or love, uh, whatever that be. But don't be afraid to ask for it if you need to and yeah and most of the time you'll find the people you care about that you are asking will be like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I didn't even realize uh, or they'll be like baby don't need to apologize like it's okay like you'll be you'll actually be probably shocked at a lot of the time that like the reaction you'll get will be positive um even if you feel like a bit scared to reach out or say something just being a bit vulnerable sometimes can actually be really helpful. It also opens up for that person to be vulnerable too. It just kind of opens a new dimension of your relationship with them, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mm-hmm. have one last question for you that might make you emotional, but I want to ask it because I'm intrigued. <laughs> Go for it. What is something that you wish you could tell yourself now about life when you first got diagnosed and you were really scared and really worried and just didn't really know what was going to happen? Like, what's one thing you would say to yourself back then at 13 years old that you wish you knew or that you just think would be great advice for someone maybe going through the beginning? (laughs) Little baby page. (laughs) So this kind of reminds me, um, I'm just going to just put a little disclaimer. This reminds me of RuPaul's Drag Race where they have to talk to a a picture of their baby self. (laughs) So I'm channeling that energy right now. Um, so I think I would tell 13 year old Paige that you don't know, you don't know the ups and downs quite so much yet about this illness. You don't know what it's going to involve. And there are going to be times in your life where you are really down and you're really poorly and you have to experience operations and flare ups and pain. And it's going to feel like sometimes that you're your world is kind of just at rock bottom and you don't know any way to get out of that and I want to tell you that you can you can find a way out of that place and it doesn't matter how physically unwell you are the pain that you're going through it will get better and you'll still be able to reach your dreams of moving to London and having a, a, a life working in fashion and meeting some exciting friends and doing adventurous things. It's not going to hold you back. You can still do all those things. You sometimes just need to learn to adapt to your physical well-being or your mental well-being. And that's OK. Adapt where you can, but don't let it stop you. And you will get all the things you want in life and you will have such a beautiful life because of it and I think the journey and the ups and the downs make life 
actually quite beautiful and it makes you really grateful for when things are really good so yeah things are going to be okay god that's so sweet I love that <laughs> thank you you'll make me smile. I feel like I can visualize yourself sat there thinking like I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race I'm talking to my picture in the mirror <laughs> it, I've, I've rehearsed it many a time when I've been watching <laughs> watching the finalists of Drag Race talking to their younger self and always not really knowing what I would say to my younger self but I guess that's it <laughs> but it's such a good way to look at it because I think it's always important to not acknowledge that there's always going to be the downs and it's okay and they are hard like you said like you have to be in that emotion you have to feel down and you have to be sad sometimes but it's also Mm -hmm. important to then enjoy the ups too I think just that word that I sort of said and it sort of came to me it's just adapting yeah and sometimes you need to adapt to the life when you need to be in bed for a while resting and that's okay it's finding the snippets of joy it's it's being able to know that better times are coming and then when you are well really living your life to its fullest you know um and just you know showing great gratitude just it might sound weird to people like having an illness and being grateful for it but I think it's just reframing that mindset isn't it and once you've done that and you've found what clicks and what works for you then everything else sort of follows from that it's such a part of who you are as well so it's like a part to be almost proud of because it makes you you yeah it's definitely given me a fire determination in my belly let's put it that way (laughs) (laughs) I can vouch for this fact (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh thanks honey (laughs) have you got any like round off things you want to say as we come to the end of the podcast is there any like takeaway that you really want people to go home with and like really think about if they are struggling yeah I think my takeaway from this is just to kind of know that if you're struggling with a chronic illness, maybe you're in the depths of it right now, or maybe you're in remission, like things do get better. And just knowing that you can find snippets of joy in your life and you can, you know, have all these like good moments and positive moments and um, the good vibes will keep coming. It's just a mindset. (laughs) It's adapting. It's leaning on your support system and you can do this. You can create the life that you want for yourself and, yeah you've got all the tools to do it regardless of the chronic illness so believe in yourself (laughs) as we round off the episode I just want to say a massive thank you to you Paige for coming on I feel like you are such a light for anyone struggling and I feel like I'm even inspired by what you're saying and you've just been I think the way that you've turned it around and the fact that you are now just so positive and everything is just such an inspiration to anyone Oh, thank you so much, Jess. Now it's it's been a pleasure to come on and talk about it. And um, my DMs are open. If anyone is, you know, experiencing a condition or they're going through um that kind of process, then yeah, I'm here if you want to chat. <laughs> yes, that's such a good point. Actually, that they can message you. I feel like you could message mm. me, guys, but I genuinely, when I say I have no idea, like I try and learn. I feel like I've been learning through this episode, and even like mm. as your friend, it's really interesting because I feel like I knew a lot. But just talking to you in a different way on the podcast is actually really eye-opening because I feel like I'm just learning more about it and like the struggles and the ups and the downs. And it's just really yeah. interesting to like have a slightly different conversation on it, I think. Yeah, maybe like anyone knows a friend that's got a chronic illness, maybe just like after what listening to this, they could do a little check-in with them and just see how they're doing. Or on the flip side, if you are someone mm. who is struggling, you could maybe mm. send this episode to your friends to listen to, to yeah. understand it from a different perspective too. 
So hopefully it's really helped. (laughs) Hopefully you've come away with lots of takeaways. Um, We're going to round off the episode here because I feel like we've both talked to the high heavens and it's 33 degrees and we're sweating (laughs) to the point where I literally, (laughs) I sent a page about 20 minutes into this episode when the camera died. I have sweat on my elbow where it's dripped down my arm. Like it's so hot. It's disgusting. But If anyone's watching on YouTube, apologies for the sweatiness. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the video side of it actually. Yeah. I keep like dabbing my face like, God, I'm sweaty. Oh man, funny. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you guys for listening as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, like Paige said, her DMs are open and I'll leave all of her links to absolutely everything down in the show notes if you want to check anything out. Um, like she said, she's Paige Joanna on pretty much everything. So all of that will be down in the description box for you to check out. But yeah, I guess we'll see you Amazing. in another episode. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Are you loving this podcast and recommending it to everyone you know? Well, make sure to do the same online too. By leaving a little rating and review on various different platforms, you're helping other people to also come across this podcast by allowing it to be ranked a little bit higher on all the different podcast platforms. And I'd be super, super grateful if you could let me know what you think and spread the word so that everyone else can also find a little bit of the magic in their life. And we can help every single woman out there to live their best life and just thrive, baby.